Good afternoon or good evening and welcome to the Vanguard for Alex Midnight Writer Sticker. Yes. I am Matt Wright and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Like this. Just, just, just like swimming this. through. Sometimes like this, but just like this. But just like this. Yep. Uh, first and foremost, no matter where you are watching this, whether you are watching this, well, I guess you're, this one's a pre-record. 
because we were having, for some reason, the internet here is terrible today and we couldn't do a proper upload. So uh, I blame it on the Illuminati. I do too. We did the we did the show on Twitter and then nothing worked. Mm-hmm. Um, so wherever you are watching this, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, or if you are watching this on Spotify, thank you. If you are if you're watching this on Spotify, definitely thank you because that's how I get paid. Um, and if you are listening to this on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Thank you as well. Be sure to like, be sure to share, and be sure to leave a review, which we'll talk about one of those later today. Yes, I welcome reviews. Yes. <laughs> but to all of you, I say, Bula Vanaka. Do you know what Bula Vanaka means? Uh, welcome? It means to long life and good health. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well. It's like cheers. Bula Vanaka. Bula Vanaka. What language is that? Uh, that is in Fijian. 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 Well, that's a big word. Yeah, that's Fijian. a big word. Um, I'm pretty certain it's Fijian. I used to know. I don't work in a kava anymore, so I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's a kava thing. Um, so welcome, y'all. Before we get into uh, the show, which we have a lot of really cool stuff planned for you today, uh, first and foremost, do you hate yourself? Do you not like the piping hot taste of warm coffee in the morning that gives you that pep in your step? Well, have I got something for you. Mud water. It has one-seventh the caffeine as coffee, but it actually does a pretty decent job of keeping you awake all day long. And you don't get that crash at like 2, two o'clock in the afternoon where you say, you know, I need to drink two or three bangs to get myself through the rest of the day. Instead, you just kind of ease right into the monotonous sorrow that comes with two o'clock in the middle of the afternoon. Uh, it's made with masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and that is it. If you are one of the people who want to know what it tastes like to lick a hobo's foot, head on over to muddywaterfreedom.com mud and start your mud water journey today. You'll be glad you did. You will. Well... <laughs> You might <laughs> try it with honey. It's, Highly recommended. Actually, you know what I got? The, you'll be glad you did. By the way, that's the um, if you listen to the Reason Roundtable, yeah, with like Gillespie, yeah, Suderman, yeah. like they, they, you know, Matt Welch says that all the time. Whenever he's when he, whenever he's running an ad copy, he's always like, "And hey, visit him today. You'll be glad you did." That's, that sounds when I nice. when I sent Catherine May you Ward my uh, my uh, uh, my show. Mm-hmm. Like I sent her the show because she was asking one week for because she got in a bike accident. Messed up her knee real bad, and so when she when she was asking for shows, I sent mine in, and I was like, "You'll take a listen. You'll be glad you did." <laughs> um, somebody, I think it was Chris Spangle, I believe it was Chris Spangle, said that I was the Wish version of Matt Welch. I don't know what that th- I don't I don't know what that means, but I do think I can understand where he's coming from. Yeah, like is it purely a looks perspective? He was saying, and I was like, "Whoa!" In the looks perspective, he's the wish version of me. Well, and yeah. the brains and intellect, I'll accept that. Yeah, I mean, I like Matt Welch. I do. I like him. No, I like he's Matt. old, but you know, well, you know, compared to you, you're a much better looking man. That's I mean, true. I'm just I saying. Do. I'm not trying to be like I'm not trying to be gay. That I'm not judging that. But I'm saying that, like, you know, you're better looking. Yeah. I'd spoon you. I'm just, well, you know, I'm only throwing that out there. I'm not, I'm not saying that. So, and then let me also just say this, is that what we have right here, if you can see everybody, is Matt's wife's muffins. And I got to tell you, 
I like. Okay, the way you said that was creepy. <laughs> oh, that's, now it's creepy. <laughs> that one was creepy. Now it's creepy. Matt's wife's muffins. <laughs> um, so, everybody, you all remember Alex Snicker, my dear friend. Uh, he is here with me on today, the sixth anniversary. The Muddied Waters of Freedom, sixth anniversary. We have been doing this show now for six years. And in the 270 episodes of this program, I have been on 268 of them. Nice. Yeah. Hold on. What two were you on? Uh, there was one when I was in Alaska that Muhammad did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was one for the three months that I was gone. He did one. Um, and then there was an episode that Spike and Jason did together when I was on a vacation with my dad. Oh, okay. We were in Cleveland at a baseball game. Mm. And uh, so Spike and Jason did a show together. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Nah, that was, and so, but every other episode I have been on. So you have me for 268 episodes of Muddied Waters of Freedom, and you're going to get me for so much more. You're going to get Alex for more, and it's going to be a grand old time moving forward. So to all of you out there who have been watching for the last six years, thank you so much for being a part of this. You are the reason that I do this. Otherwise, I'm just literally talking to my computer. I'm just saying. <laughs> So uh, Alex is here, and he has a new podcast. As we all know, he is the co-host of Alex and Adrian's Unattended Baggage, which you can find on all your favorite podcasting platforms. And if you want to become a subscriber, go to Anchor, subscribe to mine, then go to Patreon. Well, yeah, do Matt's first. Yeah. That's not about Do Matt's <laughs> then first. Then go to Patreon and subscribe to theirs. Yes. Uh, you get really cool stuff that I lost. But I used to have it. I'll bring you more. I'm gonna bring you more now. I'm bring you more. <laughs> I appreciate. I keep it. challenge coins with me every once in a while. I give it to a writer. Dude. Like if they like if I feel like they like they kind of get it. Right. Like I literally will give them a coin. Yeah. Like I tip them. That was what the hunt. The only reason I subscribed you. There, okay, there were two reasons. I subscribed to your podcast because I wanted the coin. Yeah. I wanted the coin, and it's a sweet coin that has a Molotov cocktail on it. Yes. It, yes, it, it looks does. like it's gold, and it's got a Molotov cocktail <laughs> And an it. old three-story brick building on the back. Yes. Um, which I wish I owned. I don't own the three-story brick building, but if I ever win the lotto, that's the first thing I'm buying. It's right. Three-story. It's but that's where the Molotov cocktail is going. Yes, yes. Just to be able to kind of do it live. Um, and there was an episode... Where you guys wrote, and you guys wrote in the description of the free episode, that you were going to talk about the Augustus Invictus thing. Yes. And you guys went through the week's events, and then you got to the end of the episode, and you we don't have time to talk about Augustus. We're going to do that on Patreon. I was just like, you sons of bitches. <laughs> no, that did suck, by the way. You know, it's so hard to eat up. Like, we can't bring it up anymore. Like, it's over now. Yeah, it's over. We can't it's bring over. it up. We won't bring it up. But you know what's funny, though? Speaking of this Nick Fuentes stuff, I think we met Nick Fuentes. So I heard that on your show. Um, Am I wrong? So, when what year was that? Okay, so let's let's look. Okay, so it definitely was pre twenty sixteen because it was pre Trump's election. Right. Augustus ran for U.S. Senate, and it was the year it was the year following that campaign. I think. If I'm not mistaken. Okay, so he's... Or maybe it was after the primary. So that would have been like 2015, 20... Well, because it was 16 was that election though, right? Was that 16? I think it was 16's election. Yeah, that was 16's election. But he lost the primary because he lost to Stanton. So, yeah, right. Which is embarrassing in a different way. Well, yeah. Uh, but I mean... Uh, but I think, if I'm correct, Nick... 
Fuentes isn't old enough. You don't think it was him, huh? So years active, 2015 to present, born in 98. So he would have been 18 at the time. That guy seemed like a young kid. All right. Yeah, it could have been. I him. mean, it, I don't know though. I just I, like when I saw the when I saw his picture, I started to think that maybe it was him because it was the guy that showed up at that event, at that LP Pinellas meeting, and we were ready to fight him. I mean, I was ready to fight him. <laughs> like, I was ready to violate the nap all over his ass. Yeah, that was when I. That was right when I stopped going to meetings regularly. Yeah, and they were making the attempt to try to, like, the, the Nazis were making the attempt. You know, all the Augustus people were all making the attempt to, like, let's take over the LP kind of thing. You know? Yeah, and it, make, it would make sense that Nick would join up with him. Well, because they were in Charlottesville together. They were in Charlottesville together. Yeah, they were in Charlottesville That's together. Right. So there definitely was a connection. Mm -hmm. I, I don't remember if it was him or not, though, but either way, like, fuck him, though. Like, Yeah, no, no, fuck him. You should treat those people exactly like I treated them. But. Yeah, no. So he's getting ready to start a new podcast called Midnight Rider. And for anybody who doesn't know, Alex doesn't stop working. Yeah, I do Uber all night long. Like, but, you know, like I, literally I stop. Like I, I, I'm not doing it. As soon as I get done with the show, I'm literally going out to the road till six in the morning. Yeah. Um, he, you guys still have the, uh, the cleaning business as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, but they run that shit. I don't know. Um, I can't clean for shit. So well, I just, I, I just I know that for a while you were like. Oh, I was helping. No, no, I was helping a lot. But, you know, you can't have two cooks in the kitchen, though. No, that's fair. No, you can't have two cooks in the kitchen. Somebody's got to get out of there. And I, so I, I just go and do this now full time. And it's a lot of fun. I mean, look, I will say this. I thoroughly enjoy it. And the slice of humanity you get to watch in doing this is amazing. And so the podcast is going to be around that. I've done one episode, but actually the only people that can hear it is actually the people on the Patreon. I heard it. Yeah. So like, and, and I will say this, though, we're going to change out Adrian's voice, though. Are you? Yeah. I'm going to go to Fiverr and find somebody that sounds like Barry White. Nice. Because I need a Barry White. I get it. I you know, know, I need a black man that has a deep voice in order to make it work. Yeah, that's fair. Cause you know, I'm like Joe Biden in that aspect. Like, I'm looking for a black man to do this. You know what I mean? I, I'll switch up elections. I'll put South Carolina first and piss Iowa off. Whatever it is to help the blacks. You know? So it's it's good. it's a fun podcast. He, if you've listened to a show, you know he tells Uber stories on his show about people he's picked up. And he's always got really great anecdotes about these people. So uh, before I let him share one, I'm going to share with him the greatest uber ride i've ever taken in my life oh i'm a turkey base me yeah so before i tell you about the uber ride i have to tell you what happened at the airport after the uber ride okay because you'll you'll understand why so i'm riding high off of this uber ride like it was an uber ride where i was just filled with like joy and happiness okay all right so i'm in the nashville this was five years ago in october yeah, five years ago in October, um, I was in Nashville for a friend's wedding. They aren't together anymore, and I made that bet that day, actually. I said they won't make it five years. And, and they didn't? Five years to the day they decided to get divorced. No fucking way. Um, but uh, So I'm in the airport. I'm getting ready to leave. I'm getting ready to head back home. And I'm in the uh, smoking area because mm -hmm. you couldn't vape anywhere. So they were like, yeah, you have to go to the smoking area. So I was like, okay. So I go to the smoking area. I'm just in this great mood, and I'm texting with one of my buddies. And I'm telling him all about this Uber ride. That's how good of an Uber ride this yeah, is. You had to share immediately. Immediately. And so I'm in the uh, smoking area, and there's this guy who's just chain-smoking cigarettes. And I was like, I'm like, what's going on, man? You okay? And he's like, I'm trying to, get, trying to get a flight, and I'm trying to get a flight. I flew here 
literally today and I have a round trip and I'm not supposed to go back till Monday, but I have to get back. And I was like, why? What's going on? And he said, um, my girlfriend, it was either girlfriend or fiance, I don't remember which, was supposed to meet me here. And she didn't show on the flight that she was supposed to be on. And then I get a call from my neighbor saying that she is moving everything out of my house. Oh, shit. And he's like, and she won't answer her phone. She won't answer her phone. Her sister's... Uh, did answer the phone, said that she's over it and she's just done and she knew that I was going to be gone because they had planned this trip together and had left. And she was like, I'm just leaving him. And I'm like, I felt so bad for this dude. And I'm like trying to figure out any way that I can to console him. Yeah. But you you can't console somebody in this, in this situation. Nothing you can do. No, nothing. I bought him a drink. Um, I didn't even drink. I, you know, I've been sober the eight years now. So I wasn't drinking at the time, but I still went and I bought him a drink. Just, just to bring it back. Just Yeah, just to be like, here, you're having a bad day. There you go. Um, and I, like, I felt terrible for this guy. And what probably made me feel even worse for this man, outside of the fact of that is a terrible thing to go through, yeah. was I get picked up in this Uber. Uh, I got picked up in downtown Nashville uh, from where I was staying. And then I... Uh, I'm in the car and I'm talking to the driver and I'm sitting up front with the guy because I don't like sitting in the back. Like, I got yeah, you. Yeah, no, they, no, if they let me sit up front, I sit up front. I, 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 I get picked pick people up like you. Yeah. I let you sit up front. So I'm talking to him. I was like, yeah, I was at my buddy's wedding. You know, I used to live up here, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, cool. You know, and we kind of chat a little bit more. I was like, so how'd you end up in Nashville? And he tells me this story. And he goes, I was in the army. And I said, okay. And he goes, this is in the 70s. And I was leaving uh, Fort Leonard Wood. Mm -hmm. And I had to go to uh, jump school at Fort Bragg in North Carolina. Okay. Uh, So they gave me a four-day pass to drive from Fort Leonard Wood to Fort Bragg. Yeah. So I had never been to Nashville, so I was driving through, and I figured I would stay a night here in Nashville. So I stopped, stayed the night, and then I... uh, Went to Shoney's, and he was like, you know, the Shoney's by the Titan Stadium. I have no idea if that Shoney's is still there, so don't go to check. Don't say you're lying if it's not there anymore. It okay. was when I lived there. Um, but Shoney's are very dynamic. Yes. So he went to Shoney's, and he said the waitress that he had was the most beautiful woman he had ever seen in his entire life. And so he was eating his, you know, Shoney's breakfast buffet. Uh, and he ends up talking to the waitress. He stays all day till the end of her shift. Like, stays the entire day till the end of her shift. And then at the end of her shift, she goes, well, I've got to go. And he just said, okay. And he just let her go. Oh, he, gosh. Right? And he was like, I can't believe I did it. So I went back to my hotel and I was like really upset. And I was like, I should have said something. I should have done something. So I booked another night at the hotel and I went in to Shoney's, but I knew that because of the way that I did it, I was going to have to drive straight to my to Fort Bragg. Yeah. Um, I was going to have to drive straight to Fort Bragg nonstop the next day. So I was already dressed in my... Um, Military. In, yeah, but... The, Probably it, camo. It wasn't camo. He said that he was wearing oh, his A's. class A's. Yeah, class A's. Yeah, he was wearing his class A's. Um, so on the way out, he swung by Shoney's. 
and he walked in and the waitress that he had the night there the day before was there and he went in and he was talking like he just walked in and she sees him and she's like oh you're back and he goes yeah i have to go to fort bragg today will you marry me holy shit and she said yes oh my god and so she jumps in the car with him. They are driving across Tennessee. They stop in Knoxville, get married. So that way they can live off base when they get to Fort Bragg. And she, after he went through jump school and did all that, she said, the only thing is, at some point when we are retiring, I want to move back to Nashville. And he said, okay. And so they were together 20-something years. He retired from the military. They moved back to Nashville. And he was driving Uber because his wife wanted to be closer to his family. And he was retired. And he was just making money that way. And still married. And still married. Oh, my gosh. Still married and saying how happy he was and how it was the greatest decision he ever made. And I was just like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever heard. Man. That is the most amazing thing. That is unbelievable. I mean, I believe it, but I, like. Exactly. 100% believe it. Because how do you make something like that up? You don't. Yeah, you can't. Like, that's a movie. That. Exactly. Yeah, he just. Nope, I'm not leaving here without that girl that waited on me yesterday. Went in, asked her to marry him. She says yes. Live happily ever after. And then I go to the airport and this poor dude. Yeah. <laughs> This poor dude is sitting there as his fian- girlfriend, fiance, whatever. Is moving out. Is moving out. That sucks. That, sucks. that, sucks. that does suck. Especially when you know it. And there's nothing you can do. Yeah, because he's stuck. He's yeah. stuck in a city thousand miles away. How, where, what, where, 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 what was the city they lived in? I think it was remember? Chicago, if I remember correctly, but I don't remember. Like, like you know what, man? I rent a car and I start going. And, like, but I just, still, I we're still like four or five, six hours away. Oh yeah! Oh no, no, no! Absolutely! You know, you're totally right. You're totally right. Yeah, you're not going to get there in time. No. Oh no, no! It should be gone already by that point. But oh man, that's just oh, that's just so dirty. And now, now here's the thing: don't know the dude, don't know the girl. Could be a reason for it. You know, like right. he could have been an abusive guy, and she's making an escape at a time frame in which she wants to do it. But he seemed like a really nice guy. Like he didn't seem like that though when you were talking to him. He seems. He didn't seem angry. Oh, wow. He didn't seem angry. He, he seemed, seemed upset. upset. He seemed sad. Oh. And I was just like, oh, man. Oh. I, I, I feel for you, buddy. So, so I, I do have a story. story. I haven't I told, told this one yet, so I'm like, I told, I'm telling on here first. All right. I picked up, like, I've picked up hookers and I've picked up strippers before. I've never picked up an actual porn star. I actually picked up a porn star on, um... Uh, on the, like last week, I picked up a porn star from the airport. Here in Florida, you would think that would happen more often. You know, I guess so because I guess after talking to her, she realized that you know I realize now that there's a lot more porn going on, like porn movies going on in Florida. Like here in Miami, I guess is where it's big at. Yeah. But so I pick her up. I'm taking her to Newport Richie, out of all places, like like Moon Lake, but like the good side. So I take her up there, and she was kind of telling me the story of how she started. Like, she actually was, like, from Nebraska or Kansas or something. And she um, had a job working for, like, T-Mobile or something. It was some some phone company making a lot of money. But this was really early on in OnlyFans, like, really early on. And I guess she, she, she had a guy that she was with 
that convinced her to start doing OnlyFans. Now, and, and I didn't even get to some of the questions because I had a bunch of questions for her, but I didn't ask them in the right order because I wanted to ask her about like, well, why would you even start doing that if you were making that much money? But she started doing OnlyFans um, with this guy, but this guy was like a loser too. Like he wasn't, he didn't have a job. He had kids from another woman that she was helping to raise. And like, he was just like a, like a, like a scumbag of a dude. Like so much so now that she is married to another guy, but prefers women. And because this guy ruined it for her and he was abusive and all this other kind of stuff, but she was doing OnlyFans, and she was like one of the first ones on and she makes like, and again, I, I didn't, I didn't knock her down on like an actual like monthly call, a monthly price, but it's a lot of money, like $20,000 a month that she's making on OnlyFans. And now she does porn as well. So she does a bunch of porns. And I was asking her, like, well, what's the weirdest porn that you've ever done? And she told me she did cannibalism porn. And I was like, what the? Was she hanging out with Army Hammer? I don't know. But here's what it is. So they tie her up like you would tie up like a hog. Put an apple in her mouth, completely naked. Put her in a fake oven, like a big fake oven. And like pretend to cook her in the oven and then pull her out and then, you know, do all the stuff that they're going to do to her at that point. I've never heard of porn like this. I have I've never, ever heard of porn like this, but I guess I have been in weird sections of the internet long before I was married. And, um, not, not, no, no, I, I've never, never fallen in that section of porn. I never, not even by accident. Like, I've seen some fucking weird shit, but I've never seen this. And you know, in all fairness, I haven't looked for it either, though. That's fair. But I'm li- I, I will say this: though, so if I gave her my card, for that to be in my search history. <laughs> cannibal porn. Like, cannibal porn. You know, when the NSA starts coming after you, then they're like, "You got cannibal porn." So actually, and I, I actually was thinking about signing up on her OnlyFans only because, like, I just wanted to, like, I can't find her videos everywhere. So like, I'm like, I don't want to see what you're, you know, what you got going on for action. Right. Because she was a younger person, not totally my type. Like, she didn't look like my type that I would like. I have a, you know, I have a type. I mean, don't get me wrong, like, I like any woman, but, like, I have a certain type that I prefer. And she doesn't really fit the bill for that, but, like, I kind of wanted just to see her in action anyway. But she does now, like, the agency work, too. She has, like, 80 models under her and, like, you know, that she gets gigs for and stuff like that. But And to hear the intricacies of the OnlyFans stuff, like, she literally will tape two days a month and give it to some agency. They take half the money, but they're the ones that post on all of her OnlyFans for the entire month, and they're the ones that respond back and forth and do all this other stuff. So you're never, ever talking to the woman, at least with some of the OnlyFans pages. I would imagine with, like, the bigger, the, the more popular ones, with, with the ones with the, where the girls are just trying to get started. Yeah, if you're make, I think what it comes down to is once you're making enough money to afford to pay these other people, that you just start doing it. And so it's it's all a fugazi though. Like when I when I heard it again, I don't have any subscriptions to any OnlyFans models. But like when you hear it, you're almost like, oh, so you're not even talking to you, right? Like, oh, come on, that's awful. Like, is that really you? I like you almost want to ask if you're going to sign up for that. Is like, is that really you? Like, you really you want to go to the lower ones because then the odds of you talking to that person is the best. But that's just creepy in and of itself, anyway. But right. I mean, I love the OnlyFans concept, the idea of. Yeah. Like a woman being able to like utilize her body in that way. No, I, like absolutely, whatever. I don't. I am not some like even when even when I was single, I was never like a big porn guy. 
for some reason, like, there were times, like, when I was, you know, young, yeah. Like, yeah, because, you know, I'm trying to learn things. But as I got older, I was like, I don't, I don't even care about this. Any, like, I don't care about this. My imagination is much better. Yeah. Um, and then, so, like, I never really got into it. But if a woman wants to do it, I don't care. Like, knock yourself out. And it's kind of safer to do it that way than to do it in other ways. So if you were doing it safely and you were getting, you know, you're getting paid for it, go, go ahead, do you do you. Yeah. Oh, look at the hooker. Literally. And here's the thing. The hooker business in and of itself right now, and again, I've learned this from all the hookers I've picked up. Right. But the hooker business right now, a lot of it's online right now. That There's websites that you go to where you verify who you are, you find women for dates, and then, you know, they use all the legal exclaimers and stuff like that. Right. This but, is a non-sexual escort. Mm-hmm. Even though it's totally sexual. Right. Like, they're totally selling sex. But, you know, and I've talked to some of the girls, too, because, again, if there is one group of people I love talking to, it is hookers. I mean, I love getting rides for, from hookers only because, like, their their outlook on life is so unique. Like, they've seen the best and the worst in people. And to have that kind of insight, to be able to ask them questions and to get answers. And, again, I don't know how much of I'm going to believe of what they say because, you know, I mean, not to generalize all hookers, but they don't seem to be necessarily the most upfront and honest people. <laughs> That there are around now, and and again, this isn't this isn't to say that they're not telling me the truth, but like, you know, look, their whole thing is dependent upon making a guy believe that they actually like them. So their whole thing is based off of deception. Now, whether you want to call that deception or not, again, I I totally understand why they have to play the game because they're playing a role, like right. they're playing like a temporary single use yeah. girlfriend, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's like. I didn't. I never like going to strip clubs either. I always thought like this is just a waste of money. Yeah. Like, my entire life, I've thought that. Anytime bachelor parties were going on, they're like, "We're going to strip clubs." I was like, "Why?" I mean, I love titties in my face. Don't get me wrong. Love them. Love them in my face. But when they say they like you, they, oh, I, oh, pick, yeah. picking up dudes out of strip clubs. Oh, is the funniest. Oh my god, is that funny? Because they all think that the stripper was in love with them. Oh yeah. Oh no, no, they totally do. And I'm laughing. I, Look, one guy, one time, there was some guys I picked up from the strip club, and they were arguing over if one guy cock-blocked the other guy with the stripper. And I'm like, and I, and I, and I, no. I don't stop the car, but I'm like, guys, seriously. Like, I understand you guys are arguing right now, but let me just let you know something right now. The stripper didn't like either one of you. She liked your wallets, and that is it. So you guys getting in a fight over who cock-blocked the other at the strip club is totally a worthless conversation. She was, she didn't, oh, no, no, she liked me, dude. Like, seriously, you think so out of all the men that she ever saw that you happened to be the creme de la creme? Like, you were the best one? Like, come on, that's not even realistic, no, you know? It's not. Like, if you if you buy that, like, I mean, and again, I was, I, I was as nice as I could be, and I was kind of being jokingly about it, but at the same time, I really was like, dude, don't argue with each other just because of some stripper. And again, I'm not, this isn't to denigrate the stripper, but like, fuck you. We, that's what that's what she's that that is what she's literally being paid. That's for. her job. That's, that's her, her job. job. Her and job is to make you feel like you are the only man in the world. Yeah, and don't remember, all of us are susceptible to it. Uh, like, I don't care if a woman starts talking nice to me and rubbing up on me, and she's got titties in my face. Honestly, the the lower the lower head's gonna start thinking for for the right. bigger head, <laughs> and I only just have to make sure that I keep. You know, you having your bigger head saying, no, no, she doesn't like you. She doesn't like you. But, but, no, she kind of likes me. I like her a lot. No, no, no. Stop it. Like, you end up having a, a, a disagreement and an argument with your own dick. Right. Because you're like, fucking stop thinking for me, man. Seriously. Go rub that fucker out and start over. You know? That's, but, but anyway. That's when, that's when your 
the, the little head and the big head are arguing, you have to realize that you have shit for brains. <laughs> um, about halfway in between the two. Yes. So speaking of future porn stars, Amber Heard. She finally... Do you know who Amber Heard is? I don't know. From the Johnny Depp thing. Yeah, she yeah. was the abusive um, um, yeah. wife or whatever. Right. Yeah. So she filed an appeal uh, of the Johnny Depp defamation trial where she was ordered to pay like $11 million to Depp because of everything. Um, and she said this was a huge miscarriage of justice. And I'm certain that she's had her experience with miscarriages. But... Um, <laughs> That was so fucked up. <laughs> Funny, but fucked up. Funny. Funny, but fucked up. You derailed yourself, by the I way, did, in that yeah. one. <laughs> you can't even but, get straight again. But personally, I feel as though the one was enough. There is no public desire for a sequel to the Johnny Depp defamation trial. If they do go for a sequel, however, I think what all of the fans want to see is a recasting of Amber Heard. And that's where you want to go, huh? <laughs> Amelia Clark, I think, yep, is what her name that's is. That's Amelia Clark. And that is who is allegedly recasting her in Aquaman. Oh, is it really? <laughs> oh, that's funny. You know, in some ways, like, I do feel bad for Amber Heard, only in the fact that her mind is completely fucked up. Oh, yeah. And that what she really did, like, they made Johnny Depp look to be the, like, Johnny Depp looked like the most sympathetic figure after it was all said and done in that. Like, you restarted that dude's career after you tried to destroy it. Yeah. You successfully destroyed it. Yeah, and then successively re and then, resurrected yeah, it. Yeah, and then you successfully yeah. resurrected it. She should, look, and you've already lost. her own career. Yeah, you've already lost. I mean, there's nothing that's going to come out that's going to change any of that. No. Like, you're dumb. You're Amber, you're not You're not thinking right. But, look, again, if they were, if she was thinking right, she probably wouldn't be in the situation to begin with. Exactly, yeah. If she was thinking right, she would. It, if she was thinking right, she would absolutely uh, be <gasps> oh my god well Sorry, that's about the next story but uh yeah if she was thinking right she she would have left and just let it, everything go but instead she let it she let it continue yeah. to uh, grow and she she couldn't leave well enough alone and then sued him back for defamation and that was where everything went wrong oh yeah no no she was definitely wrong for this one yeah, and speaking of being wrong. Oh my god, I can't believe this. I can't. Way. So in the notes, literally in the notes, I I wrote the Georgia runoff. We're gonna talk about the Georgia runoff election and give an update, talk about the results the way they are. And I one hundred percent assumed that I knew what they would be. But I'm beginning to realize I know nothing about elections over the last couple of years of elections. Because currently, and we're gonna update you throughout the rest of the show which isn't live but polling locations have closed though yeah polling locations are closed but currently herschel walker is up on rafael warnock uh 51 to 49 with 63 percent reporting and if oh I, it's close then it yeah it's close it's close it's 40,000, 33,000 votes. Yeah, so this isn't over yet. But but Walker is up 51 to 49, though, huh? Yeah, he's up 51 to 49. And wow. If I am correct, Georgia counts all of their early votes. Ahead of time? I think they count them. Like, well, no. Like they release live, like as soon as the polls close and those numbers are in there? I think so. 
I think you might be right. I, I mean, I, it's do. possible. Um, oh, I love that the other side's going to claim voter fraud on this one when oh Walker wins, God, though. Oh, that's going to be great. Um, let's find out real quick. We'll grab an update. Uh, from 538, up to 57% of the expected vote. Well, well, that updated quick. Okay, so Republicans shouldn't get too comfortable with that lead, though. I think he's talking to you, Alex. I guess uh, so. I think Warnock will take it back. As we've been saying, Walker isn't hitting his county benchmarks. Plus, there are still hundreds of thousands of ballots left to be counted in Metro Atlanta. That's which true. is solidly Democratic. DeKalb County is only 5% reporting. Cobb is only 24% reporting. Fulton is only 55% reporting. And that was six minutes ago. Um, so it appears right now, I'm not going to say it appears like anything, because, man, I don't know. Um, so, okay, so Raphael Warnock just took the lead in that amount of time. Oh, wow. So now it's 50.6 to 49.4. Okay. It's close, though. It's close. It's close. And, and it's probably going to have a, this is probably going to trigger a recount because it's probably going to be close enough to trigger the recount. Probably. I, I thought, so. I thought he was, I thought Warnock was going to get it going away. Yeah, no, definitely. Because like Walker, this is the weird thing about this race, by the way. If, if Walker wins. Right. Trump is validated. Like this is a saving grace for him. So do you think so? If Walker wins, yeah. If Herschel Walker wins this, then I think it's a little bit of a validation. So, I don't know, because Walker is a terrible candidate, but Warnock is also a terrible candidate. Both of them are terrible candidates. Walker went into rural Georgia and said, yeah, I'm here to fight inflation, but voted for every spending bill that Biden did. Yeah. He's he's 100% down the line voted in, in, in step with Biden. So I don't know if this is a repudiation of Trump or if this is just people are saying, no, we need to not have a Democrat holding the Senate. Okay. I, I understand the point that you're making and I, I don't want to dismiss that point. However, I think that it, it will, tr- will Trump will be able to use this mm. as a, I got this, you know, I got the Georgia Senate seat back because I supported, because my candidate won. Yeah, okay, so no matter what, Trump will, if if Walker wins, Trump will use it. Mm-hmm. Should but he if he be, loses, it's a it, different ballgame. It's a different ballgame. And the question that I have is like, because well, it kind of works right now since at at this moment, Warnock is up. Is if if Walker loses, is that the fault of Trump or GOP leadership? Okay, I don't same, have a, same question. If he wins, is that because of Trump or is that GOP leadership? I mean, okay, so not a Republican, don't have any dog in the hunt. Right. Only from a an analyst perspective, looking at it. I wouldn't blame GOP leadership because they were given a hand that they had to play when it came to Trump picking Walker to be the candidate because the the GOP leadership would have picked someone else. They would not have picked this guy. They wouldn't know. You know, they definitely wouldn't have picked this guy. Um, but with that being said, they did give more money to him than Trump did. Trump didn't give him any money. I mean, that was the, I mean, the funny thing about Trump is it's like, he's such a selfish person that even with the people he endorsed, he still didn't give them the funds. He was still depending on 
you know, GOP leadership and the Senate leadership funds and right. those PACs in order to support those candidates, he was, and if he did give him any, like if he did raise money for him, he was taking like 90%. It was, like, yeah, it was like 99%. I think with uh, Dave Smith's Blake Masters, um, Trump was raising money for him. Trump was raising money for him, but uh, for every hundred bucks, Trump kept 99 and gave Blake one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, no, no, I, it was, it, it's such a, like. It's a grift. It's a grift oh, by yeah. Trump to raise money for his 2024 campaign. Yes. And that's what he's, and that's what he's trying to do. I mean, you know, he's, I mean, that, and, you know, that ending the Constitution, but, you know, whatever, you know, it is what it is there. It is what it is there. Yeah. Now, I, it, I, again, I can't believe. It. Are we going to talk about the Twitter thing? No, I talked about it on Sunday. Nah, then we won't need to. Yeah, we won't need to. Although, did you see what dropped today? No. So this dropped like two hours ago. Uh, this is going to be a little bit of a segue outside of what we're talking about here. But um, Matt Taibbi made another post about the Twitter stuff, and he said, "Yes, we were supposed to do another dump, but we we're going to do it over the weekend." But we realized when we were going through the emails that one of the people vetting the emails was one of the people who was involved in the in the uh, in the censoring of this article and anybody that was posting it, and it was uh, former FBI head Jim, James Baker. Oh my God! He was a lawyer for Twitter that was involved in all that. So Elon fired him over the weekend. Yeah, and so now they're going back through anything he had his hand in before it got to Taibbi. Wow. Yeah. So uh, you got to give it to Taibbi, by the way. Like, if you want to talk, it's amazing that this guy's getting getting beat up by certain parts of the media. It's so because Taibbi's the most most upfront, straight up dude that you can have. Like, I actually like his reporting. I think his reporting and the way that he goes about it is much better. Like, I, I would say I put him in the same category as, like, a, a Glenn Greenwald, mm -hmm. where it comes to, I may not agree with him, but I trust him. Yeah. that's a, So, he was, he was originally a reporter for Rolling Stone. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he left Rolling Stone because he, he left Rolling Stone because he was tired of the woke culture. Mm -hmm. And he was tired of the social justice and the wokeness and all that. And he was like, no, I just want to report on the news and report this. And I'm tired of having to walk through these minefields. So I was he, he left and he ended up becoming independent. And he got his, his uh, sub stack. And it's one of the few sub stacks I follow. Yeah, I follow um, his sub stack. Yeah. And it's, it's fantastic. And now he put all of this out and he is getting hit so hard by the left. Mm -hmm. because he didn't bow down to what he is now exposing. Yeah. It, it's so crazy to think about. Well, it's so obvious that that's, I mean, those people are only mad because they showed, you know, he was able to show what they were actually doing. Right. Like, if I, I guess if I was them and I was that corrupt, I'd be upset too, I guess. No, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So back to, uh, back to the Georgia thing. Right now, yeah, okay. So we're still, we're still working at 54. I'll even give it a... Raphael Warnock's 50.3 to 49.7. This is going to be a very close Wow, one. this is going to be close. Yeah, it's going to be close, and it's going to go all night. Well, you know, until a water main breaks, and then they have to do it tomorrow. But um, <laughs> the, head of the, G the head of the GOP, the RNC, is uh, Ronna Romney McDaniel, who is not Mitt Romney's daughter. Yeah, she doesn't have anything to do with Romney. It's her uncle. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I did not know. Yeah, it's her uncle. I, I I thought that they were related, and so I I googled it to make sure that I was. But right. isn't she like a Trump person? No. 
Oh, she's not. She's not. Oh, okay. Never mind then. No, she is not. So in twenty, and a lot, a lot of this since she came in, which I believe was in twenty seventeen. Um, since she came in, she has had to deal with a Trump GOP. Mm-hmm. She's had to deal with the MAGA GOP. So in twenty eighteen, they lost house. They lost seats in the House and the Senate. Mm-hmm. But that typically happens in the midterms after a president is elected, mm-hmm. except for this year. Um, except for this year. Um, in 2020, lost seats in the Senate, gained in the House, lost the White House. Mm-hmm. 2022, lost seats in the Senate, gained in the House. How much of this is Trump's fault? How much of this is her fault? I'd put more of it on Trump than I would put I, on I her. absolutely put more of this on Trump. Because here's the thing. You can do all the stuff that you want to do. Well, hold on. Like, if you look at Florida, again, yeah. in the 2022 election, if you look at Florida, Florida, GOP Florida the GOP in Florida did a great job. Yeah. They were, it was a, it was a red wave in Florida. If you want to look at the, you know, it was a red, and Florida's already a red state, but red it was state. even more so now than it was before. Like, so up in, you've been in Florida a lot longer than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got here in 13 and we all remember what happened in 2000. Mm-hmm. We know that in 2004, 2008, it was purple. Yeah. It, it voted Obama in 2008, correct? Uh, I, I want to think so, but I don't remember for sure what right. I think it was. I think in 12 it went Romney, but it was close. Yep. 16 Trump. But it's been Republican governors basically the entire way. Yeah, I can't remember. Like, I'm trying to think of the last time that there was a, a Democrat governor and. Charlie Chris doesn't count. Yeah, Charlie Chris doesn't count. So, like, you got right now, you got DeSantis. Before that was Scott. Before that was Bush. Bush. Before that was Chris. Before that was Chris. Well, no, it was Bush or Bush then Chris. Oh, okay. Was it, it was Bush, Chris, then Scott? Yeah, yeah, Bush, Chris, then okay. Scott. I th- I think I want to say I think that before that I don't remember who it was before that. Right. So might have been Law- now it could have been like Lawton Child. So it could have been a dim at that point. Okay. But I don't remember if Walken Lawton was uh was the guy. Well, they call him walking Lawton yeah. for a good reason, but yeah, like because he you know, walked the entire, the entire state. freaking state, basically. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you haven't had a dim for a governor in a long time, even though the voter registration totals, the dims were on top of the Republicans for a long time. Up until the cycle. Yeah, it was been about four years ago is when it got started when they started the. Yeah, we talked was, about this on a, on a prior podcast, but like, but, yeah. Yeah, because uh, before DeSantis, the Democrats had a three hundred thousand issue vote lead. Mm-hmm. And after DeSantis, they have a th- the Republicans have a three hundred thousand vote lead. Yeah, which you don't get. I mean, I know DeSantis probably gets the credit for that, but he shouldn't. It wasn't him. No, he he might have been part of it, but he wasn't the impetus. So, so it's like it's tough for me to say that she should be replaced, though. She, yeah, she should be replaced. But I mean, who who would you have replaced her? Because right now they're going up for re-election in the GOP. And if she wins, she will be the longest-serving head of the GOP in over a century. Yeah, no, no, she should. She shouldn't run. Well, she is. I know she is, but she shouldn't. Look, if and this is the problem. Like, you can't. You shouldn't fail up. Like, you failed. You can blame Trump. It's totally his fault. But at the end of the day, the buck does stop with you. Right. As the chair of that party, you should leave and let new people take over because you didn't get the job done. That's. I I agree completely. Now, 
a lot of people are saying that the person that is going to give her the biggest challenge this year is a woman named her I think that's a woman named Harmi Dilan. I have no idea how to pronounce that name. Oh wow. Harmit Jilan. I don't know. Um Harmit Jilan. I have no idea what D Wow, dude, that's a crazy name. Yeah. Um now I gotta now I gotta look it up. So Dilan is a Fox News We'll call it H D. H D. HD is a Fox News regular whose firm has represented several top MAGA officials, including Carrie Lake, as well as Trump. What a hot mess that chick is. Carrie Lake. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but she's she's dynamic. (laughs) Like, I don't like her, but I like her. I, I will watch a speech with Carrie Lake and be like, yes. Yes, Carrie, I disagreed with everything you said, but you got me riled up for it. Yeah. It's, it's she, yeah. But, she, but be, being a newscaster and having done it for so long, I think she just knows how to do that. Yeah. No, she's good. She's, I mean, she's very uh, photogenic. Yeah. You know, she's, you know, she's, she works well. Yeah. So she re- she's representing Carrie Lake in the Arizona thing that's going on now. And she's represented Trump in the dealings with the Congressional Committee investigating the January 6th, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, some people call it an insurrection. Some people call it a riot. Some people call it a tourist destination. Whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do it. Yeah, I don't care. Um, and she is also one of the many people out there in the GOP who are arguing that there are major problems in the 2020 election and that the Mar-a-Lago search was purely political. This is going to be her biggest issue. Going, this is going to be uh, Romney McDaniel's biggest issue in this cycle is this woman. So you're going to have Romney McDaniel, who you can assume is more on the Romney side of the Republican Party. Yep. Or somebody who is very obviously a Trump side of the Republican Party. I think they should go with the Trump one. I absolutely think they should go with the Trump one. That'll do the most damage. Yes. No, I agree. That'll do the most damage. At this point, I kind of want to see him just continue the tire fire. Right. It's entertaining. You know, you know, and they, they, they discount themselves every time. It makes for great radio. For as bad as for as bad as inflation's going and all these other issues that this country's having, for you to fuck up the midterms as badly as you did. Yep. You know what, man? Keep going down that road, man. You guys are doing great. Yeah, doing fantastic. It's weird, though. It's such a weird thing because I, I live in the state where the, it's it's the exception to the rule when it comes to the GOP. Like they're totally like they're they're growing their base, not losing their base. The rest of the country's losing their base. These guys are growing it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy here in Florida for the GOP. They're doing everything correctly here. Um, now, one of the other people that's considering running is uh, Lee Zeldin, who ran for governor against Kathy Hochul in yeah. New York. Who did surprisingly well. He did. And leading up to Election Day, many people were saying, you know what, this is the sleeper pick. He could take this. Yep. Because a lot of people in New York were upset about the COVID things. They were upset about inflation. They were upset about uh, violence in the city. Uh, so a lot of people were kind of saying Lee Zeldin could do it. Kathy Oakle, of course, won, but he is thinking about doing it. 
He hasn't yet to. He might, might be, be the. He might be the compromise. He pick. might be the compromise pick. Mm-hmm. He might be the compromise pick. Now, they shouldn't pick him. No, he, he would make, make too much sense. sense. Don't, don't do that, please. Don't. It makes way too much sense. Don't make the pragmatic choice. Yes. Now, the person that would make the most sense for a dumpster fire. Mike Lindell, or as I like to call him, the more astute version of Alex, is also running. He's announced that he's running. He is trying to take over the head of the GOP. But I personally believe that much like Alex, Mike Lindell has no shot of winning the GOP. No. It's, okay, the, one of the weird effects that I'm really starting to recognize now of... Trump running and being involved in politics is that you have a whole bunch of people that in all reality have no idea how it actually works. That, and I don't even mean like principle-wise. I mean like, like the operation of organizations-wise. They have no idea how this stuff works, and they think if they just get there that, you know, you should pick me because, like, I'm... Like, I've never been involved, I haven't done anything, but I should be the head of your party. Or I should be the, I should be the head of your party, because I'm on TV and I'm a crackhead, but I'm reformed, and now I make pillows. Like, the Mike Lindells of the world, like, you're you're better off just being a donor because you have no fucking idea what you're doing. None, zero, zilch. To be fair, neither did Trump. No, that's the, but that's the point. But yeah, Trump, Trump gave these people that hubris that they were mm-hmm. like, okay... I can do this now. Oh, no, no, no. And a lot of people are following in his footsteps. I mean, it's, it's, look, and a lot of people don't understand why I say it that way, but like, it's just, you know, let me see how I'm going to put this this way. Like, I remember when I first got involved in politics, and I remember when I ran, look, I ran for the U.S. Senate. Now, if I met me now of that person that I was in 2009, I'd kick his ass. Like, I would kick his ass because he didn't know anything. But now that I'm actually in the, like, now that I've taken the time to learn how it all works, again, whether you agree or disagree with how some of this stuff works, if you understand how it all works, then at that point you adjust your mindset accordingly. There's a lot of people that we have been involved with over the years, not necessarily libertarians, some libertarians, but we've been involved with a lot of people politically that not only have they not grown and not learned and not not learned new things, they've reverted. Like, they've gone backwards. They're, they're stupider now than they were, which surprises me to no end. Like, I, I don't understand how you can pay attention to all this stuff and, like, like the Trump supporters, right? Like, the Trump supporters. Because I was getting into it with somebody, and I never get into it with people online anymore, but I got into it with this guy online. Well, you know, outside of the Mises caucus. Yeah, I mean, other than that. Other, yeah, other than that, I did start doing that. You're right about that. Even though I've stopped since. Like, since since I got on this episode, since we did the last episode where I kind of kind of got it all out, I haven't really picked on him or done anything since then. I'm actually going to ignore him at this point. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to treat him the way they should be treated. They should be, they should be ignored completely because they're useless. But with the Trump people, it doesn't, and Trump has said it himself, it doesn't matter what he does, these people are still going to support him. And he takes advantage of that. What did, he, what did he say? I could go out shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue in, in broad daylight and I'd get away with it. Yeah. And he's not wrong. He's not wrong about that. In a certain percentage of the population, he's totally on board. He's totally right about that. The problem comes into play. Oh, was Walker back up? Walker's back up by 0.2%. Gee, man, anyway, this is going to be a long night. That's going to be a long night. Um, but if you look at 
like if you look at these people and you see the things that Trump does, especially this last one, this last one, look, the Twitter thing is a, a perfect encapsulation of the problem and the self-inflicted wounds that Trump does. Yeah. Look, the Twitter stuff came out and it was showing so well the malfeasance of the media and the Democrat Party and all this other stuff God, and does. how they and how they did rig parts of the election. Not enough to overturn the election, but they did rig it in a way of like the media coverage of it. Yeah, but there that's was, like there was that's coll- a, there was collusion yeah. that changed the that changed how it was reported. How it was re- yeah that changed how it was reported and could have changed. So I've heard polls, um, and I've said this on shows in the past that. Had the Hunter Biden laptop story gone out, there was like a seven percent, seven percent of people that voted for Biden said that they would not have voted for Biden. They would have voted a different way. Whether mm-hmm. that's for Trump, whether that's not at all, whether that's for uh, the Libertarian Green Party, whatever, they would have voted a different way. And if you look at uh, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Arizona, uh, Georgia, Georgia, Wisconsin. That would have been a landslide if 7% of those people yeah. didn't vote for Biden. So you can, no, it didn't change the election. Like, it, there, there's no reason to, you know, get rid of the Constitution, to suspend the rules of the Constitution and redo the election or to appoint Trump. But because of what Twitter did, they did did they did more to affect the election than Russian disinformation did in 2016. Yes. No, no, no. No, no, absolutely. And here's the thing. Not only was it that, though, but that letter came out with all the security agency people where they were like, this is a, you know, this is this has all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. Like, they pre-set this stuff up. It's like when they went to Facebook and Twitter initially and said, you're going to get things that are Russian disinformation. So they laid the groundwork. And don't get me wrong, is the deep state involved? Yeah. Is the security state involved? Yeah. All this stuff is involved, which that's what we should be talking about. Instead, the egotistical fucking man-child that is Donald Trump, he goes like, you know, you're not talking about me enough, so fuck that. I'm going to put, put something out that says we should suspend the Constitution. And then when somebody says, no, you shouldn't do that, you're going to like, oh, no, that's just lies of the fake stream media that is telling saying that that's what I said. Dude, it's on your truth social page. Right. You wrote it. You are clear as right. You can't be clearer okay. than that. And for the people that actually defend this, like, are you kidding me? For anybody who doesn't know, this is what he said. Um, oh. <laughs> Go ahead, read it. So with the revelation of massive and widespread fraud and deception in working closely with big tech companies, the DNC, and the Democrat Party, do you throw the presidential election result of 2020 out and declare the rightful winner? Or do you have a new election? A massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. Our great founders did not, he put that in quotes. Yeah. That's weird. Our great founders did not want and would not condone false and fraudulent elections. Um, I don't know how you can say it any, I, he's, he's pretty clear. He's pretty clear. He's, he says uh, a massive fraud of this type of magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. He is saying... You can terminate all the rules of the Constitution. 
anybody out there saying that he's not saying we need to suspend the Constitution is read it terribly misinformed or like I've said this since 2016 TDR works both ways Trump derangement syndrome yes it does it works both ways and you've seen it on both sides the left is a lot funnier because they get really mad and they scream mm-hmm. and I think that's hilarious but on the right Anything Trump says is gospel. It's like he is the second coming of Christ to a lot of these people. And because of that, like, because of that, they just, they won't listen to reason. They're like, oh, well, that's not what he said. No, he literally says it. It's mm-hmm. right there. I mean, and, you could argue he didn't mean it, but that's what he said, though. What, what he, he said, said and what he means, how am I supposed to infer what the man means? Right, because I can't. Nobody. No. <laughs> not even because he talks out of both sides of his mouth all does. the time. Yeah. Like, every time you can make a point of something that he said, somebody can point back and, well, he said this later. I'm like, it's like with the COVID thing. Like, lockdowns started under Trump. At the time in which we needed a president to actually have the balls to actually stand up, he bowed down to Fauci like a bitch. Like, later on, did he make fun of him? Yeah. But he made fun of him while he was still there. He had the opportunity to fire Fauci. Did he fire him? him? No. No. So that means he got to stay on long enough to where then Biden took him, you know, took him in at that point. Like, were you trying to get rid of the deep state or not? Obviously, he wasn't because the deep state was still there to fuck him up because he didn't fire enough people. Right. He wasn't Elon. Yeah. Elon goes into a company, fucking kills, like, or not kills, but, like, eliminates, like, at least 50% and then acts like enough of an a-hole that the other 20% leave. So after the uh, Matt Taibbi thing broke today, where he said we had to fire James Baker, the first thing I did... Well, the first thing I did was text Jason Lyon, Mr. America, the Bearded Truth, who I did the show with on Sunday. And I said, did you see the drop today? And he said no, and I just sent him the stuff. And he was like, holy shit. But the first thing I did after that was look to see if James Baker signed on to that 50. Mm -hmm. And he did not. Oh. He did not sign on to that 50. It makes sense. It, it, it. If you were the guy behind the scenes handling all the other stuff and being another another stop there, makes sense that you wouldn't put your name on That's it. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but I was just kind of like, did he sign on to that? Because if so, dear God, like this is yeah. a bad look for him. So, yeah, when when all of that broke, Trump should have not said anything. He should have just said, "Oh, that's weird. Can't believe the Twitter would do this." Yeah, I can't believe Twitter would do this. I, you know, and just point out what Twitter did. Instead, what he did was he deflected all of the media. Like all of the media is going to be talking to every Republican pundit, and they have, and they have about what Trump said and whether or not uh, Rand Paul. We'll just say Rand Paul because he was the first Republican that came to mind. Whether or not Rand Paul, the you know quasi libertarianish Republican, uh, whether or not Rand Paul can support a presidential candidate who has called for the suspension of the constitution. And that is where all of the media is going now. It's none of it is going to go toward Twitter. It's all going to go to what Trump said. And that is why Trump is a moron. Yeah. He's an undisciplined candidate. I mean, at the end of the day, he's an undisciplined candidate that has many self-inflicted Self self inflicted um, mistakes that he makes for his campaign. Yeah. That not only does he cause himself trouble, he causes the rest of the party trouble. Yeah. And you and he doesn't do it for like good or honorable or just reasons. He does it because he's a narcissistic asshole. And if you can't see that he's an art, or if you like that, then hey, look, man, that's on you if you like that. But I mean, 
You're not going to win elections. That, like, what independents that didn't vote for Trump in 2020 are realistically going to vote for him now? Like in 2024, when this is only the beginning of his mistakes. Yeah. Because you can't say he's not going to make more mistakes. Dude, he's going to make... He's so butthurt over the 2020 election. Like, he's literally okay with losing it again for the for the specials to lose the Senate to the Democrats. Um, you lost the next election cycle. Like, you're, you're just losing left and right. Like, I don't understand what you're... I don't know what you're thinking. But, like, again, you're, if you're an egotistical asshole, what are you going to do? Right. I mean... Yeah, that's the thing. Like, he's such an egotistical asshole that instead of focusing on 2024 and saying, this is what we're going to do, he's focusing everything on 2020. Mm -hmm. And he needs to not focus. And that was the problem he had in 2020. Instead of focusing on, uh, you know, what I'm going to do in the next four years, he was like, they tried to impeach me. They couldn't. They tried to impeach me. They couldn't. Like, it was all about the... Playing the victim. The witch hunts that were against him. Yeah. And... That was it. It was all about that instead of this is what I've done. COVID came. We're going to get out of this super quick if I get reelected. Yeah. And then we'll just move forward and we'll just head on out and, you know, in the state of emergency, blah, 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 whatever. And we can move forward in the economy, get everything moving again. So that way we don't have to deal with the supply chain issues that, well, we would have ended up with the inflation. Um, well, because the money, the money inflated started going under Trump. Yeah, because he spent seven trillion dollars in his last year. Yeah, like I mean, again, it was Trump's doing on some of this stuff. Like you want to blame Biden, and like, I, look, I understand. Is he look? It, it's really weird. Like when you say something bad about Trump, you always get the five year old argument, and then they point towards Biden. Well, look how bad Biden is. Both things can be true at the same time. Right. Like Trump's bad, Biden's bad. They're both bad. But the difference is, is that when Trump does a bunch of bad stuff, Biden is able to back it off a little bit, look like the fiscal conservative, even though he's totally not, but because Trump blew out the spending so much that if Biden backs it up a little bit, he has the legitimate claim to make that spending is lower underneath me. And he has numbers that back it up, even though they don't tell the whole story. But like, he totally has the numbers to back it up. It's like the receipt that the Biden uh, administration put out today where they were like, here are the receipts, and it showed gas prices since it peaked in June, and it showed how they had gone down since June. He's not showing what they looked like at the beginning of his can uh, at the beginning of his term. Yeah, he's showing what they looked like in June, and he's like, "Look, you're saving roughly a dollar a gallon, and that works out to fifty-two dollars for a family of two or whatever it is. I, I don't yeah. remember." But he's only doing it since June. He's not showing what it looks like. From January 21st of 2020. Yeah. One, 2021. Um, and so, but he can do that, especially when they're saying that he's lowering the deficit because how much Trump blew out the spending in 2020. Yeah. And Biden blew out the spending in 2021. In 2022, you could just, you could still spend exorbitantly, but you're going to come, you're going to come in underneath. Yeah. what it was before. Well, here's the thing. If you elect Republicans, let's just say, right? Let's say you elect a bunch of Republicans and you have a Republican president. Are they really going to lower spending? Like, no. can you honestly no. say that they're going to do that? Because I got to tell you, all of history would tell you that you're fucking dead wrong. You know? Like, even Clinton didn't lower spending in order to balance the budget. All Clinton did was not increase it so much 
because of the deal that they had, because it was a Republican legislature yep. and it was a Democrat president, and the best way for them to move forward was to not increase the spending so much, but because the economy was doing a lot better, that that put it into a proper balance. Which is why, like, you know, Rand Paul had, like, that penny plan where they were going to lower by 1% each year for the next 10 years, where it eventually be at 10%, and that would actually balance the budget. Yeah. Because, like... You know, when you have more people coming in, which is actually the argument for more migration, but when you have people coming in, that's going to increase GDP because each person's output is going to be worth something to add towards the GDP bottom line. And they just, again, neither side really wants to, neither side actually wants to deal with any of the problems. They just want to demonize and point fingers at how bad the other guy is because honestly, you American people, and again, present company excluded on this one, but you fuckers are too stupid to know the difference. And you'd rather vote against somebody than vote for somebody. Right. You know, and God forbid you'd vote third party. Like, oh my God, let's not fix the problem. Let's just, you know, this Trump guy seems like he's good. Or Herschel Walker, he probably hasn't had too many fucking brain injuries. <laughs> fucking dumbass. You know, how the fuck? Oh, hold on. Where are we at here on this Ra- race? Raphael Warnock has a 18,000 vote lead. Gee, man, Eddie, boy, this is just... 70... 70- Eight what a horse race this is! Yeah, this is. Oh, part. I'm. I, I probably sounded racist. I shouldn't say that. No, no, no that's fine. I think. I, I think know. that's. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think it wasn't racist until you said it. I just um, hope all of Herschel Walker's, you know, uh, baby mamas are voting for him. So. Well, if this that, was, now that probably was racist. I mean, not really, because we. Well, don't, no, because he has a lot. Because he has a lot of them. <laughs> I mean, you know, if he, I think he was just factual. I think he was trying to run for office years and years ago because he wanted to populate with so many of his own kids that when he decided to run for office, he'd have a bunch of people vote for him. Right, but now they all hate him, so none of them are voting for well, him. Well, you know, sometimes things backfire. You right. Know? Yeah, so so I guess we kind of like, yeah, is this Trump's party or no, and should the GOP start over with the abysmal showing they've had the last few years? Yeah, we've kind of covered that. Yeah, they should start over. Like, Trump... Trump should not be in charge. Any of his followers should not be in charge. Lee Zeldin might be the best choice for the GOP. Yeah, but they're not going to do it, though. No. I mean, you got to remember the block of voters that Trump has have infiltrated, and uh, infiltrate is probably not the right word, but now, now have positions of power as either precinct committee men or committee women. There's a good amount of those that are there of um, county committee men and committee women or county rep, rec, reps or whatever. Like, you know, th- there's people moving up the ranks within the GOP that are Trump people. And so you're not going to get rid of them anytime soon without just the complete destruction of the GOP, which I don't... Like, it, look, in certain states I see it coming, in certain states I don't, though. Like, you know, in Florida, is that really coming? Like, is the GOP going to be done? Like, no, they're bigger than ever. They are bigger than ever. And you know what? These people, like, they like... The, look, all they want is their guy to win. They don't care what happens after that. They'll say whatever populist stuff that they got to say in order to try to get enough people to vote for their people. Um, and, like, what DeSantis is doing, like, again, we talked about this on our, on our show last week, but, like... um with the um, the bill that the DMS or whatever is putting forward, or the, the rule change that DMS is trying to do to where, like, they're trying to limit what speech you can have actually in the Capitol. Like, they're, it's, it ain't good. I mean, we'll see what happens, because they, they got a lot of pushback. They're kind of trying to rewrite it a little bit. Let's see what they come up with. But they're trying to limit speech in the state Capitol, and they're... This is really what, spe- what speech are they trying to get rid of? Against like LGBTQ things of like you can't say anything up there or it's gonna harm kids. Look, if you want to start infringing on somebody's rights, the GOP does 
a couple things. One of three things. One, they wrap it around kids, they wrap it around the military, or they wrap it around old people. In order to, you know, kind of get past the reason and just base it off of emotion, that's one of the three things that they wrap it around. And yeah. this one's wrapped around kids. Yeah. Fuck so, those kids. Fuck those kids. Fuck them kids. Hey, hold on. If you don't not, like it, then don't go there. Not, not, you know. Yeah. Not fuck them kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't literally want to do that. No. So. No, this is, you know. Gee, man, anybody, boy, you're right. Boy. Yeah, no, you don't. Know. I don't want to get on that list. Can't, can't say that out loud. Um, <laughs> so speaking of LGBT. Q, AIP, plus. I know the story. So divided, divided by sign. Are you just trying to figure out new equations to put there? Right. Yeah. Oh, I got I, you. Yeah, I don't know. I'm all with it. I don't know the entire thing. Um, I'm sick of y'all taking all the damn alphabet, though. By the way, right. <laughs> you, you should have a limit. Like there should be a quota of how much of the alphabet you're allowed so, to have. I had I had a uh, trans man on my show. God, it was probably a year ago, a little over a year ago. And uh, he was saying, yeah, I prefer GSM, gender and sexual minorities. And I said, wow, I like that so much more. Yeah. But they felt as though that was not all inclusive. It did not give everybody enough inclusion in the... How the fuck do you think it... It includes everybody. GSM. Um, so speaking of GSM, uh, gender and sexual minorities, uh, web designer Lori Smith of Colorado is not a fan of same-sex marriage. This is a lot like the... Uh, bake the cake guy. Bake the cake guy. Yep, this is a lot like the bake the cake guy. Um, she opposes same-sex marriage uh, on religious grounds and is seeking an exemption from a state law that outlaws discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation in public accommodations. Which, the fact that this law exists is a problem. Yeah, well, it's about to be found unconstitutional. It is about to be found yeah, because there's no way the Supreme Court's going to do it. It's going to go, no, Colorado's right. So uh, Smith sued the state in 2016, arguing that she had free, she has a free speech right under the Constitution's First Amendment to reject requests by same-sex couples because it conflicts with her own views. Now, I, wanted, I, I do want to point out, she will make websites for same-sex couples. She won't make marriage websites for same-sex couples. Okay. That, that is a distinction. That is a distinction. It, she will make, if you want to come in and say, hey, I have a business, uh, you know, me and my partner, we have a business where we make cakes. Because that's on my Big brain. gay house cakes. Yeah, big gay house cakes. Uh, she will make you that website. If you say, we want you to make the not.com version, your the not.com version of uh, our gay wedding she won't make that. Okay. She doesn't want to make that. Um, now, Colorado's law does allow Lori Smith to openly express her views against same-sex marriage at her business and in her work, but she can't refuse the services to anybody that comes in. But a very important thing is she made, she filed this lawsuit before any same-sex couples actually asked her to build a website. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, she preemptively sued this. And so, like, I have question there. Although, at the same time, I'm betting that she's outspoken about it. Probably. She's probably outspoken about it. And she saw what happened with the Bake the Cake guy. Mm-hmm. 
And she was like, nope, I'm just going to jump out ahead of this. That's that's my guess. I don't know. I didn't do it. could have been lawyers trolling for a, trolling to make a case. Could be. Could be. Um, I didn't look too far into it. It was mainly because I wanted to say the quotes that we're going to say later. But personally, I believe any business, right or wrong, like, it's up it, I mean, I don't agree with it, but any business could say, no, I don't want to work with that, with that class of individual. Like, you if, can reserve, you can reserve, you can refuse service for whatever reason you want. Right. I absolutely believe in that. If I find out that somebody doesn't want to, uh, doesn't want to serve somebody because they're black or because they're gay or because, you know, they're whatever, I just won't go there. I will use my dollars to not support that business. Yeah. Be, that's the way I feel about it. I don't think we need laws saying you have to do this. I don't think that you can, uh, you can't mandate morality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't, don't you want to know who the racists are, by the way? Right. Like, yeah. the racists, the homophobes, the whatever phobes. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah, whatever. Look, I, I break this one down just like I break down the big decay guy. I actually do support this woman's right to not make gay wedding websites. Yes. I support all of the people that don't like what she's doing to boycott and to um, to peacefully protest her facility uh, and tell people not to do business with her. And I also support Big Gay Owls website, gay websites, in order to start that business so owls, that they can get it. Websites. Now, and the other thing is this, look. How many different website developers are out there? Like, you don't need to do business with this woman. You can always do business with somebody else. So just like she's trolling in order to get the Supreme Court case, there were people that legitimately call or that, that, that called and asked specifically for this woman to do this so she could say no so that they could sue her. Right. You know, so all, but all of it, again, I support all of them in a, in a weird way where, I mean, again, it seems to me like the logical position that she can do it. You can protest it, and Big Gay Al can open up a new business. See, because he's already doing wedding cakes, right? And so here, so here's my thought on this. Like, I because I thought about this with the cake guy, and if the state says, okay, no, you have to make them cakes, like that—that's the law. You cannot discriminate. How do you know it's going to be good? You don't. It might be the worst cake you've ever had, and then can you sue him for it not being as good as a cake that he made previously? Mm-hmm. And then you'll say you did it on purpose. Right. Well, then yes, that's but, discrimination in a whole way. Prove it. You can't. Oh, they're gonna try. I mean, it's it, it. Look, everything's getting adjudicated in court instead of people just not like just don't go to that person to get that done. Right. Like, why would you want to give them? Here's the thing. I'm gonna make you do it and give you money. Right. What? <laughs> You're going to keep her a lot. You're going to keep her going in business because you want her to do something for you. Right. You know? Yeah, that's... It, that's it, a little bit of an authoritarian psychopath, too. It, it, it is such a weird thing for me because a non-gay Al is going to show up at your wedding with your cake and you're going to try it on your wedding day and you're going to say, oh, that was terrible. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to sue him for making a bad cake. And he can say, no, I made it the exact same way I make every other cake. Yeah, prove me wrong. Yeah, prove me wrong. So, uh, it, it, it's, it, it, it's weird. So why would you want to go there? You could go to literally anywhere else. Um, you're going there because you want to make people do stuff for you. Yes. And yeah. that's the problem within some of these movements is you're not okay with freedom. 
You're not you. You don't want freedom. You want to force people with your opinion. Yes. And I think, and that's wrong. And that's where I think that the the LGBTQ community gets it wrong. Is that look, you what you want again? Maybe what I would think that you want is a even set of rules for everybody. Yes. But that also means that if somebody does like making sure that your that your that your lifestyle is tolerated is different than making sure that your lifestyle is accepted. Because accepted requires that you change the hearts and minds of other people. And you're not going to do that with government dictate. Like, not only not only are you not going to do that with government dictate, people are going to do the opposite of what you want them to do because of the way in which you're acting. How's that government dictate? Um, <laughs> how's that government dictate? Oh, shit. That's all I could think of when you said that. I just started giggling in my head. Um, so... <laughs> Buy a pillow from Mike Lindell. Right. <laughs> so during arguments on Monday, um, they included a series of tough hypothetical questions directed at both sides of the argument. Um, Alito, Samuel Justice Samuel Alito, asked whether a black Santa at a, the mall is obligated to take a picture with a child dressed up in a Ku Klux Klan outfit, even if he doesn't want to. weird example but you know it is santa's not black so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why it's weird um <laughs> santa's not real either but you know right oh I shouldn't have said yeah that. you should have said that that loud kids on either side yeah, right. um so eric olson who's the colorado solicitor general said that black santa wouldn't have to follow through with the request since kkk outfits are not protected characteristics under accommodation law makes makes sense like you don't have to wear the costume well the thing is this he, what he's doing is you're you're getting away from the principle of the matter by trying to use the legalese of the matter right no i agree i agree um justice elena kagan asked whether the same two opposite sides of the fence here by the way uh Justice Elena Kagan asked whether the same applies regardless of whether the child is black or white or any other characteristic. So she's saying, he said, uh, if, when, uh, let me scroll back up real quick. Um, is it obligated to take a picture with a child? Okay, so he just said a child. And so Eric Olson automatically assumed white child. So Elena Kagan says, what if it's a black child wearing a KKK outfit? <laughs> I mean, there is a group called the Black Honkies. There Can't is, there be the cl yeah. Black Klansmen? What was the Dave Chappelle guy? Tyrone Bigsley, I think, is what his name was. No, 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 no. What was his name? Like oh that. God, that was the best skit ever. That was that was the that was the best skit, skit ever. ever. Yeah. Oh my God, that was the best skit. Um, God, that's gonna bug me. Uh, so Alito quipped, "You do see a lot of black children in Ku Klux Klan outfits, right?" All the time. Um, so later, later in the hearing, Alito brought up Clayton Bigsby. Clayton Bigsby. Yep. Uh, Alito brought up a scenario where an unmarried Jewish person asked a Jewish photographer to take a picture for his account on J Day, which the fact that Alito knew what J Day was surprised me. Um, is that Jewish date or something? It is. Okay. Describing the website as a dating service, I gather, for Jewish people. Kagan, who's Jewish, 
jumped in to confirm that Alita was correct. And this actually caused a lot of laughter in the crowd. Uh, it's, it's a great audio, but go out and find it. Um, Alito then joked that Kagan may be familiar with the Next website. And he said, Next, a Jewish person asks a Jewish photographer to take a photograph for his Ashley Madison. <laughs> and for the three of you who don't know what Ashley Madison is, Ashley Madison is a website for people to cheat. Yes. It's 100% what that's for. Specifically for that reason. Yeah. Uh, they, they openly say that. This yeah. is for people. Cost a lot of money for that account, man. I'm telling you, I pay that. <laughs> I, don't have a, I don't have that account anymore, though. Yeah, I was going to say anymore. Um, <laughs> then he immediately tried to walk it back, saying, no, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Uh, <laughs> you're, uh, you're, you're accusing Kagan about messing around. Right. I'm not suggesting that she knows. I'm not suggesting that she knows a lot of things. I'm not suggesting that. Okay, do, do we have to do it? Does, I'm gonna have to go find that video. That sounds funny. Oh man, it was it, it was a good time. Um, now with the six-three split in the Supreme Court, mm -hmm. this woman is winning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, more than likely. Yeah, I I, I don't see a scenario like even if you're watching, if you if you listen to the audio from this. You can hear that the six conservative justices are definitely siding with her. It's, it's not even close. Like, maybe 5-4, probably 6-3. And so that's going to get shot down. The, the cake guy, who I don't remember his name anymore, but the cake guy is not ever going to have to make another gay wedding cake again. He's not going to have to make a trans coming out cake ever again. I mean, he's still going to get harassed, but... He's going to get harassed, but... Come to the territory. Yeah, but he won't be harassed by the state. No, no, and that's the most important part. And that's thing. the important part. And that is the important part. So before we get to the last part right now, Herschel Walker is up by 0.2 with 81% reporting. Wow. 2%. It is a... Either way, it's going to go to... It's going to... They're going to recount this they're one. They're going to recount. Yeah, they're recounting this they're one. They're going to recount. We'll, we'll check back in on that in a minute. Oh, man, my phone's there, so I got to find this a different way. So give me a second. I have to find something before we uh, get to the... Before I thank everybody for the last six years of my life. Um, so we... After the last time that I asked, please go where whatever podcasting uh, thing station you are listening on, leave us a review, leave us a five star review, um, and uh, you know I will be forever grateful. But we received a review after Alex's last appearance on the show. Yes, um, and I'm going to read that review, and we're going to hear what Alex has to think about it now. To this reviewer, because I don't know if this is your real name, and I'm not going to say it out loud. Um, Why, is there something funny about that name? No, just I couldn't find him online, so I didn't know if oh, he was using... Oh, ES. 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 Thank you for the four-star review. I appreciate it. I probably wouldn't be doing this if it was a five-star review, though. So, but uh, if you... <laughs> but thank you for the four-star review. Thank you for leaving the review. It does help with the uh, algorithms. But this is what he wrote. Alex Snicker is wrong, but partially correct. The way forward isn't Alex Snicker black and white path. 
is simply a return to what has not worked. For the libertarian movement to work, you must do both. The libertarian party needs to use what little power they have. The Arizona Senate race is an example that didn't pan out. But 60% libertarian is better than 20% libertarian, which, when I read that, I was thinking, that's what a lot of people said about Trump, and how do we feel about him now? Mm -hmm. Especially today, which is a lot different than when I read this the first time. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, it didn't work this time. Alex Snicker is an arrogant narcissist, which he will admit to, so that's not really an insult. Yeah, I, there was not, that, that part I was okay with. Yeah, he is one of the problems with the Libertarian Party. Way too many Libertarians are so focused on purity that they miss the obvious. This will never lead to power. Instead of black and white, focus on moving in the right direction. Libertarians who focus on purity like Alex Snicker disgust me. Alex Snicker is narrow-minded and does not have the solution and will not until he understands that his approach is not complete, but one of many approaches. Now, before I let you get into this, I have known you for since 2014. All right. 2014. I have never thought of you as a purity person. I've never thought of you as somebody who is focused on purity. I have always seen you as if you are running in the libertarian, if, if somebody is running in the libertarian party, they should be pushing the ideals of a libertarian and that they should support the libertarian party and they should not drop out to endorse like you shouldn't drop out to endorse the Republican or the Democrat or, you know, if you do, go Green Party or something, yeah. you know, another third party. Um, I've never thought of you as a purity because I've seen some of the campaigns that you and I have worked on, and some of those are not libertarian people. Yeah. Lucas. Um, some of those were not libertarian, but they were libertarian party. They were libertarian enough. They were libertarian enough. So, what what did you have to say to ES here? All right, so I want to go through. Uh, no, I need to look oh, back. I need to look at it because I want to go through. So Alex is wrong, but partially correct. So I didn't understand. So you're already hedging your bet when you say that. Right. The way forward isn't isn't Alex Snickers' black and white path. Now, if you remember what my path was, it literally is just to register more people in the party. Yeah. Like that was my path. My path was simply that. So it's simply return to what has not worked. So our and again a return to what has not worked. So are you telling me that us registering voters didn't it hasn't worked? Like, the thing about it is I think that you, I don't think you understood what I was saying. Obviously, by, by wording it, you didn't understand what I was saying. Now, so for the libertarian movement to work, you must do both. Now, I think both is what he's referring to here. So I'm, I'm trying to gauge some guesses here. Sure. But I think that what, what he's talking about is people building the party and also having those ideas permeate throughout all of the parties. Yes. I don't disagree with that. However, there are rules when it comes to if you're going to build the party and if you bought and if you're if you're working with inside the party, you have a fiduciary responsibility to govern yourself by a certain set of rules. And you can't do, you can't do both. If you want to do one, if you want to do it, the libertarian movement stuff, go to Cato, go to reason, do something else. Don't do the party thing. Yes. So the libertarian party needs to use what little power they, they have. Okay. How in the fuck does supporting Blake Masters accomplish that goal? That dude wasn't 20% of the 
libertarian or 60% libertarian. He wasn't libertarian, period. And first off, and he wasn't running to, in the party. He didn't do you any good. Yeah, and so to be fair, he was probably some percentage libertarian because he didn't want the government in your life for certain things. But he did want it in your life for other things. So I don't know enough about Blake Masters to say what percentage libertarian he was, but I could guess it wasn't 60%. Here's the thing. It, it, as far as the party people go, right. look, if you as a libertarian that lives in Arizona wanted to support Blake Masters and wanted to donate to him and do all that other stuff to him and you were doing it outside the party, hey, man, go for it, go man. For it. If that's thing. your thing, do your thing. You yeah. do you, boo. <laughs> but if you're the candidate running for office, the only thing you're doing is damaging by getting out and endorsing him, especially at the last freaking moment. But again, look, if you don't like the party, then just don't. Then just say you don't like the party. Moving on. Unfortunately, it didn't work out this time. No shit, right? <laughs> Alex is an arrogant narcissist. Not going to disagree with you on that. That's fair. Uh, he is one of the problems with the Libertarian Party. Uh, here's the thing. Not Look, the only position I had in the party, and I say had now because it's past tense, is that I was the legislative chair within the part, within Florida, the Legislative Action Committee chair. And again, I've, I've talked to the chair about this, this, this state chair, who I actually like and like very much. But I am entirely too busy to put the kind of um, uh, to put the kind of time into that position that I would that I that I would do. So I'm I am resigning from that. So I will have no official position within the party whatsoever. It's actually not been made public yet, but uh, you know. You're hearing it here first, I guess. Right. <laughs> um, way too many libertarians are focused on purity for that for, for, that they miss the obvious. Okay, so here's the thing. This is a this is a red herring. This right here is a red herring. I, I, I never agree. focused on purity. Just like Matt said, I never focus on purity. I focus on people that are involved in the party. That's a difference. So this this sentence here is actually misleading. And I don't know if they're doing it on purpose. I think that they're probably making an assumption. I think they're doing it. I, I actually, my personal opinion, you're doing this out of ignorance. You don't know good enough to understand why what you're saying is wrong. And since this is like a standard kind of thing, this is why you do it. But this shows that you're an idiot, though, in some ways. And again, I'm trying to be as nice as possible. But at the same time, I'm trying to, you don't know what you're talking about if this is what you say. So this will never lead to power. Well, I mean, I, I, okay, I go with that. Instead of black and white, focus on moving in the right direction. Okay, so going out and registering people in the party isn't moving it in the right direction. Like, I, and and a lot of like I've heard this argument a lot. Like, we need to move in the right direction, and this goes along with the argument that I've heard a lot of people say that a third party is never going to make it. Instead, you need to change the Republican Party or the Democrat Party from the inside. And you're not going to do that. You're absolutely not going to do that. Ron Paul couldn't do it. Rand Paul just kind of became part of that machine. Granted, he's like the least working part of that machine, but he's still part of that machine. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, Massey. He is probably the only person that is still coming forward with libertarian ideals and doing things in sort of libertarian and be yeah, most. He's a man on an island, though. Yeah, he's a man on an island, and everything that he does in there is like AOC. He is the AOC of the Republican Party. He goes out there and he says all of this stuff, saying, you know, 
we shouldn't be mandating uh, you know, to get rid of fossil fuels. I don't use fossil fuels, but we shouldn't be mandating it. And he'll put bills up that he knows will never get passed, like AOC puts bills up that will never get passed. Massey and AOC have the same position in, the, in their parties. They're going to say the things to speak to an outlying group of supporters of the party to keep them voting, but nothing they ever do will help get anything passed. Yeah. No, no, you're not, you're not wrong. And again, if, you, if it's a two-party system that they want, then one of them's got to go. So in all reality, let the Republicans let the Republicans hang themselves because you know there's got to be something around. Which is actually to my point though is like start building the party now this way. I'm not telling you like and that's the thing. Oh, let me get back here. So libertarians who focus on purity, like Alex Sticker, again, I don't do that, and you haven't heard me say that. Disgust me. So now I disgust you. It goes from nice to like disgust me really quick. Really quick. Alex Snicker is narrow-minded and does not have the solution and will not until he understands that his approach is not complete. Now, here's the thing. Here's another thing. We've already talked earlier about how way too many libertarians are focused on purity, so you have no idea what you're talking about. And to say that I don't have the full approach, son, I've forgotten more about politics than you will ever know. Like, I, I, and again, only because I pay attention, but I, and again, this is again, narcissistic and arrogant to say it this way, but I'm not wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. And until you realize that you have two ears and one mouth for a reason, that you should shut your mouth, that you should listen to what I have to say, that you should digest what I have to say, and then come up with an actual response to it, then we can have a legitimate conversation. But until you realize I know more than you. And the only reason I know more than you is because I've been I have given up blood, sweat, and tears over years. Be, and I am I'm actually an open-minded person. I am not a narrow-minded person. Yes, I am totally willing person. to listen to when somebody else has something that is of value and that that has that has a value to say. Like I take criticism. Look, I don't take all criticism well, but I do take constructive criticism well. Just like look, somebody last week sent me an email that says you were saying uh, the, the F word way too much on your show last week. Like, I'm not impressed with you. And, you know, you're, you know, I'm a Christian and blah, 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 blah. And I'm never listening to your show again. Now, my response back to him was like, you have your freedom to do that. Have a great weekend. However, now that I went, I went back and listened to the show. Man, I really did say the fuck you, word, my boy. Was it last week's? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, boy, I did. So, you know what, though? Moving forward, I'm actually going to try to calm down on that. Like, I'm not going to say it as much. So, I'm not going to do that. So, I can take criticism well. But I can only take criticism well when people are right. And you have no idea what you're talking about. And it's obvious that you don't know what you're talking about. And when it comes to multiple approaches, I mean, I hear you. I do think that whatever you choose to do, however you choose to approach it, is how you approach it. But I think that there's rules to the game. If you're going to do it through the Libertarian Party, you have responsibilities that go along with that. If you don't want to deal with those responsibilities, perfectly fine. Do it another way. And I'm not going to tell you not to do it another way, but I am going to tell you if you make the decision to do it one way, then you better stick with the rules that we're all agreed to. Because if you don't do that, then it looks to me as if you're just trying to damage it. But again, I tried to be as nice as I could with ES. I tried to be as nice as I could with you, buddy, but at a certain point, you did what you did say was just so stupid that I couldn't handle it. So, so again, thank you for the four-star review, though. Um, yeah, I'm kind of glad you got four stars. On that I, one. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, He's probably gonna come back with another review of one star, but probably. 
Uh, and if so, you know, everybody else go and give me a five star. Please do. Please do. Uh, yeah, so currently, still two points. Raphael Warnock has a slight lead over... Yeah, now Warnock's up. Oh, uh, was, it, was it Walker? Yeah, it was Walker before. Now, it, it means he's going back and forth. It's man. going back and forth. There is 84, 84% reporting, and there is about a 7,000 vote difference. Man. So, to everybody who watched this show, thank you all so much for watching it. Um... This has been six years that we have been doing this. If you have been watching from the beginning or listening from the beginning, because we didn't start doing video until about six months in, Alex was actually the first person we had on when we did video. Nice. The very first video show we ever did, you were on it. Ah. Uh, and now we're going to do it once a month. Yeah, now we're doing it once a month. It uh, only took six years. Right. <laughs> Five and a half. Uh, so... If you've been listening from the beginning, if you've been following this show from the beginning, you know that a lot of things have changed, a lot of things have been going on. Normally I do some sort of six year, you know, like this is all the stuff that's happened, how great, you know, it's amazing how much we've grown, how much we've changed. But this year I decided not to do that. Uh, I didn't want to do that because we are rebirthing so much of Muddy Waters. This is going to feel like a new show. Uh, it's going to be completely different. We're going to have on a lot of different uh, guests. We're going to have different clips. We're going to have different uh, segments. Uh, it's going to be a much more. It's going to be a much more differently produced show. We are partnering with a company that will be uh, helping us raise money so that we can work on uh, professionally produced short movies and full length movies about libertarian libertarian ideals uh, I'm working on writing these right now there's a lot of stuff coming out in the next couple of years that you guys will be able to not just help fund this isn't going to be like a uh, GoFundMe or anything like this but you guys will actually become owners of these things uh, you will be able to say I own X percentage of this and then you will be able to sell off that percentage anytime that you wanted to to somebody else there's a lot of really cool things that we are working on that are coming out in the future um, and I'm just looking forward to all of it happening. It's been six years that I've been doing this. I'm not quitting anytime soon. Uh, Alex will be here once a month. Many other people are going to be here. Uh, I'm certain Spike will show back up sometimes in the future when his schedule is much less hectic. Whatever it is, a lot is going to be happening. Uh, me and Jason are going to have our regular shows going on, and there's... A ton of stuff that we have planned for the future and so instead of doing something where we were going to be looking back and like these were the greatest moments of the last year blah blah you know whatever that we do every other year I wanted to let you know that this is sort of the rebirth the sixth year is now the rebirth we're, we're now moving ahead and we are going to become something better than we've ever been we're going to become something greater and we are going to do everything we can to change the face of libertarian media. And I am glad that each and every one of you are part of it. Well said. Thanks. I have no, I have no funny comment for that. I have to just say well said. Thanks. Uh, so tune in Friday. Jason Lyon uh, has a new episode of Mr. America's Beer and Truth. Going to be go coming out, uh, I believe, 8 o'clock Eastern. And depending on what happens with the twitter files jason and i might get back together next sunday to do another episode if you're upset that i didn't cover kanye 
Put on the blast mask. Yeah, I just don't care. Like, ever since he did the Taylor Swift thing, I don't like Taylor Swift either, but ever since he did the Taylor Swift thing, I was like, no, I don't like that guy either. Like, let let the woman have her moment. Yeah. I don't care about her, but let her have her moment. Dude, he so, went on AJ with a black mask on with no... Again, it was the scariest thing you've ever seen. It was, yeah. No, I mean, I've seen it, but I was like, I don't care. I'm not going to I'm not gonna help promote anything that this guy says by showing it on my show. I actually feel sorry for the guy at this point. I do. He, I do. Obviously, he, he has, mental, has problems. mental problems, and it's an issue, and it needs... It needs to be fixed, but it doesn't need to be fixed on one of the largest podcasts in the world. Well, yeah, because if Alex Jones thinks you're crazy, yeah. I gotta tell you, man. He, he when, Alec, when Alex Jones is looking like uh, he looks at the camera and be like, "Oh, I would have said that." Right. He, <laughs> when Alex Jones is the Larry King in that interview, you have an issue, and he needs to get help. I don't agree with anything he said. I disavow Hitler and the Nazis and all that. Um, so, you know, don't anybody think I'm supporting him in any way. I haven't ever liked him, so I'm not going to go into that. The only other thing that I did kind of wish I talked about was the uh, Joe Biden railway. Oh, yeah. How he, ba- how he banned unions. Oh, yeah, he, made, he forced them to bake the cake. Yeah, he forced them to bake the cake. <laughs> uh, and I, that's the only other thing, but then so much other stuff happened in the last couple of days. I was get like, back no, on that train. Get on the train. I don't care about your sick days. Yeah. Fuck your sick days. Hey, Jack. I don't care about your sick days. Uh, but thank you all so much. A lot of stuff is going to be coming out in 2023, 2024. We have so much planned. Thank you all so much. Tune in for Jason. Tune in for us if we do the show on Sunday. And then I will be back here next Tuesday. Yep, I will. Next Tuesday, I will be back here for a brand new episode of Muddy Waters Freedom. So until then, remember where we're going I forget these I'd never said this part so I'm still trying to remember where we're going we don't need roads